listening to UK3 Radio Podcasts. Hello, I'm Emma Parkin and welcome back to The World at Large and episode two of Battleground. As you know, our format is to tell one story each episode that shapes the collective soul of humanity. However, we're veering from that, so we can tell you the story of a small political campaign team in the United States that takes place over many years. It's a story we were fascinated with when we first heard it, and based off your emails and tweets so far, we see that you agree. So, let's not talk our teeth out too much about it, let's just get back to the tale. This is Battleground. No one covers New Hampshire like we do. Now, WMUR News 9 at 6. And breaking news now out of Bristol. We need a president who tells government to get out of our way. Governor Vickers adding fuel today about a possible run for president. Donnellan has got to be nervous now about Vickers running in the primary. Vickers is going to attract libertarians. He is going to attract day of Democrats who are just going to sit on the sidelines this cycle. And those voters are Donnellan's lifeblood if he hopes to have any chance against Romney. But Mary, it, it wasn't just the speech. Your father didn't help matters the next day. Uh, he was joking the next day. It was a joke. Now it's six. Well, listen, I appreciate all the speculation. I'm running for governor, not president. Currently. <laughs> Currently. That one word immediately ricocheted across the cable news channels and political websites, convincing everyone that Governor Vickers was going to run. This put the Donlin campaign in an awkward position. What if your state chairman for your campaign, who introduced you to New Hampshire a few days ago, decides to run against you? I asked the speechwriter for the campaign, Cole Grainer, what it was like back then. It did overwhelm the campaign, that's for sure. Tack had a lot on his plate. Uh, he also had his own problems that he was dealing with. Tack is standing next to the campaign van with his assistant, Ben. Cole's near them looking at some polls, and Congressman Donlin and Hank are still inside the Elton Library, having just wrapped up a meet-and-greet. It's three days after his announcement to seek the Republican nomination for president, and 12 people attended the event, four of which were waiting for an AA meeting to begin. It's safe to say that the campaign was not going in the direction Tack had hoped for. You okay, Tack? Yeah. No. Yes. I don't know. Sarah's dropping off the kids for the weekend. It's not great timing with all the stuff with the governor and we have a fundraiser tomorrow with Bishop that is becoming a headache. Who's Bishop? He ran a hedge firm five years ago, made a couple billion dollars, and now him and his daughter donate heavily to Republicans who share their view on certain things, most of which we don't share. Uh, I, uh, I thought your wife she filed did. for that. She did. But you know, nothing's official yet. You never know. What do you got? A uh, local NBC affiliate did a poll if Vickers ran for president. Great. Lie to me. Lie? Okay. Uh, we're in great shape. You guys want to live together in D.C.? God. Okay. All right. Give it to me. No, it'd be more fun if I keep lying. Mm-mm. Okay? Okay. Uh, so without Vickers in the race, we're eight points back from Romney. Middle of the pack. With Vickers, we dropped 20 points. We're losing to Bachman. Vickers isn't running. Currently. So, Cole, how did the threat of Vickers running against you uh, affect the campaign staff? And, uh, and you know, I'm guessing also, how did it affect the candidate? The, I mean, the effect was almost immediate. Donnellan was panicked, irritable. Olson immediately saw Vickers as the enemy who needed to be kneecapped. 
So he just started bringing in consultants, which just made things worse. And the candidate was getting more irritable every day. Tech, did you see it? Currently? I can't believe that shit. I saw a congressman. He's not going to run. Vickers is getting heat right now from the press because of the execution scheduled for Thursday. They will move on in a week, I promise. We don't have a week. We're not hitting our numbers because donors are waiting to see if Vickers is going to jump in. Okay, I'll see what I can find out from the Vickers people. You know, we should institute messaging now that's going to activate our course supporters. I don't know who this person is. Sorry, this is Stephanie Winslow. She's our new media consultant. Oh, consultant. Wonderful. Yes. Sorry, I can't be there right now. I'm in Orlando at conference, but I'll be calling in for meetings. Don't take that to mean I'm not totally engaged in the campaign. I'm totally brought up to speed on the status of the campaign. Congressman, you should also know that the press is beginning to ask about the Bishop fundraiser. What's the problem? Dale Bishop's to the extreme right on a lot of social issues, and we're getting some flack from women's groups that were having a fundraiser with him. Congressman, I think it's a mistake to do the fundraiser. It's a huge block of voters we're alienating. Especially if Fickers runs. Guys, guys, Bishop can fund a super PAC by himself with one check. It's a dinner. We don't have to sleep with him, we just have to cuddle. I used that same argument in college. Okay, oh my god, I have to make some calls. Oh, one last thing, Pat, before you go. I'd love to get everyone together today to talk about overarching key messages. I don't know if we'll have time for that. Yeah, it's pretty important. Super casual, I'll send you a PDF to distribute to the team, and then we can go over it way before lunch. Stephanie, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's a, a lovely person. But she's just one of those type of people you work with on campaigns who just seems to say the same three things over and over again. Messaging, bandwidth, and social media presence. Yeah, but you did enjoy messing with her on conference calls. Here's how I thought. I figure if, if I have to go to the meetings, I figure I should have fun. Okay, is everyone there? Where's Pac? Well, okay, I'll, I'll just start. Okay, as uh, you can see, in the path to victory overview I sent out, when we're connecting with potential core electors, we want to always be integrating into our message backbone. Donalyn is an engaged candidate who will be a deliberate and precise leader in the service of our country. Right? You know what I mean? Wow. These catch-alls are fun. Exactly. Thank you, Cole. Great. Great. Now, remember, everyone, you're always on the record, whether you're talking to a supporters, friends, or even, you know, family members. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, I got one for when I'm out for drinks with my buddies. Super. What is it, Cole? In between drinks, I'll just say, you know, I believe Congressman Donalyn resonates in a relevant, unique and distinctive way. Wow, that is wonderful, Cole. It just flows so easily out of my mouth. Great. Oh, hey, is that Pat? We were just getting started. Someone hand Pat the uh, briefing doc. Mm, thank you, no. Actually, I have to pull Cole for a meeting with a congressman. What? We, we haven't gotten to achieving our key demos yet. Sorry, buddy. We can small group later. Hey, though, promise? Promise. Roberta, did you or any of the others in the press really think that Governor Vickers was going to run? I didn't. I mean, it's hard because most of us don't think about running for president because no one is asking us to. However, when all this attention starts swirling around you, you're going to at least think about it. So I never considered it a possibility, but I know that Congressman Donilon's campaign was consumed by it. It's 20 minutes after their last meeting, and Tax sees that Hank Olson, the congressman's senior advisor, is having a private meeting with the candidate in his office. Both Hank and the congressman are pacing back and forth quickly. Tack motions for Cole to join him, and they head into the office. Tack, I'm concerned you don't understand what we're dealing with here. We don't have the time. We release financial at the end of next week. We are not going to seem viable with the numbers we're bringing in. The governor needs to be clear about what he is doing, or we should drop him as state chair. So he can endorse Romney? We need him on our side. Until when? When? 
Wait, he's re-elected governor in a landslide when he's set up even better to run against us? Uh, who is he running against in the primary? Uh, Mayor Durham. Kind of a kook. Vickers is up by 25. The Democrats don't have anyone of substance yet either for the general, so, you know, no one thinks he can be beaten. So Romney, Santorum, and I spend the next three months tearing each other apart in 50 debates, and he walks in right at the end without a scratch. Tack, as state chair, he has access to our voter files, donor lists, strategy. We gotta let him go. Tack, I love him, but I don't see another option. Because his speech went well? We're gonna throw him away because of what? Rumors? He's the governor of the state we are trying to win. He is now, but what if he lost? We just went over this. He's a lock to be reelected. That's because his opponents don't have any support. What if the RNC recruited a more conservative candidate in the primary? A lot of Vickers' support comes from Democrats. They'll be voting in their own primary. He is vulnerable on the left to be primaried. I mean, if negative ads start coming Why out... Why would the RNC do that? They've got to be seeing what we're seeing. I am sure the RNC doesn't want Vickers to be the nominee for president. Why? Moderate East Coast governor isn't going to win the South. Congressman, you are a moderate Republican from the... Pennsylvania, and that's different. But look, we do need to start moving towards the Republican base. Tech, otherwise, we won't even make it to Nevada. Hey, J.D., come in. Can I get you water? Or we have juice? No, no, no. I, I, I appreciate it. No, thanks. I'm at the home of Lindsay Payne in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. It's January 2016. Lindsay was the office manager for Congressman Donlin, and I had gotten to know her on a previous campaign. She's sharp and funny and tells you exactly what she thinks of you, no matter who you are. Okay, Lindsay. JD. Okay. Let's talk about the Donlin campaign. Okay. You go first. Yeah. Uh, well, you ended up playing a much larger role in this campaign than I'm guessing you thought you would have. Yeah. Okay, so the first time I thought that there was some problem with you and, um, you know, what was going on was a conversation that you and Ben had in a break room. Uh, you were dating at the time. Yes. Um, so we had gotten together in Wisconsin, and we were just dating, and I wanted to stay to be with him, but obviously... Uh, I was just not feeling comfortable anymore in New Hampshire. Hey, Ben. Hi, Lindsay. So I, I wanted to tell you that I'm thinking about leaving the campaign. What? Why? Well, KJ asked me to come work for her in Chicago. Oh. oh okay. And, you know, I'd also be closer to family. Right, right. I would miss you. I would miss you, too. <laughs> ben, but you know, you could come with me. Yeah, I, yeah, sure, but I'm, I'm working on, on this campaign. I understand. I, I don't even know if I'm going. I just wanted to, to see. Y yeah, yeah, no, no. I, can I think about it? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So looking back now, do you think you were trying to warn Ben? I think so. I mean, obviously I knew that this wasn't the place for me, and I was looking to try to find an exit strategy, for me at least. Well, for us. Why didn't you just tell Ben what had happened? I... I guess I should have. I just thought that it was going to break his heart. At the time, it just felt like things weren't breaking Donlin's way. That he was a good candidate who was just having a string of bad luck. Looking back, it's obvious to me now that I just wanted the campaign to do well because then I'd be able to stay with it longer. Regardless, it was becoming very clear that things were rapidly going downhill. I was going to support Donald. I liked him. I had, his bumper sticker was on my car, and then I had to take it off because he's having dinner with Bishop. 
It's very frustrating, and I'm disappointed. And I am far from a feminist. Which is, it's absolutely unbelievable if you're a candidate. Tech Alley and Cole are sitting in Tech's office looking at the newest polls. It's not going great. I'm worried, Tech. Vickers isn't going to run. I'm talking about Olsen. Bringing in new people, wanting the RNC to recruit someone to go up against the governor, dropping the governor as state chair. He's taking the campaign away from you. Donald knows Olsen is going to give you five ideas. Three are crazy, one will get you elected, and the fifth will get you thrown in jail. I don't know, Tech. Shit. What? Well, the Women's Alliance just started an email campaign to get us to pull out of the Bishop fundraiser tonight. They're flooding us. How many? We got 10,000 by 9 a.m. this morning, and they keep coming in. Any of them pro us going to the dinner? One. Really? Nah, it turned out to be spam for Weight Watchers. You can't even meet with someone now? I mean, it seems like a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, stupid girls wanting access to birth control. So stupid. Really, Allie? Is that helping? Hey, Tech? Sarah's here. Great. How do I look? Like you're trying to win back your ex-wife. Well, then I nailed it. Tech was married to Sarah when I knew him in Wisconsin, but the marriage wasn't going well. They were separated soon after the campaign, and they had two girls, Ella and Charlotte, who were seven and nine years old at the time. Sarah lived in Boston during the Donlin campaign, so the commute from New Hampshire for Tack to see the girls wasn't that hard. What was hard was that Tack still thought there was a chance he could put his family back together. Daddy! Guys, oh look at the pretty dresses. I'm a fairy princess. Of course, my lady. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Tack. Here are their overnight bags. They had lunch, but they'll need something in a few hours. Got it. How you been? Good. Uh, try to get them to bed by 7.30. Ella can read one book before she goes to sleep. You going back to Boston? Uh, no, I'm going up to Maine for the weekend. Up to Maine. That'll be beautiful. You doing some boating? Okay, guys, I have to go. All right, be good and listen to Daddy, okay? No matter what I say. No, you say a lot of craziness. Okay, I love you guys. Bye, Tech. Yeah, take care, Sarah. We'll be good. So, we have a tree in the back, and I thought we could build a fairy house. Back yes! Great. Daddy, my Fifi! I left my Fifi in the car! Oh yes, uh, the blanket. Yeah, I'd forgotten. Um, so, okay, so Tack goes out to Sarah's car to get Ella's uh, Fifi, which, you know, you don't think is going to be a big deal. Sarah! Ella forgot her blanket. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. And sitting in the driver's seat next to his ex-wife is Scott Morris, tax college buddy from Boston College. Here you go, Tech. It's good to see you. You guys have a good time in Maine. We'll be fine here. I don't know. You blame her? I think she just... I think she just got tired of all the ups and downs. You know, Tech liked the idea of a family, but it takes work, and Tack had other priorities, so I don't know, she uh, she moved on. We'll be back to the podcast after this message. So, you're the new schoolmaster then. You'll see that this job is quite different than being prime minister. Chesterhead is a school for those students that didn't get into the other magic school up in Scotland or were expelled for disciplinary reasons. So our students are unique, to say the least. Their magic powers are still being learned to... 
varying levels of success. Your job will be to enforce discipline, honor, and excellence on the students. If you fail then, well, let's just say, like the last schoolmaster, you'll disappear. Here for a spell, Fridays on UK3. Welcome back to the World at Large podcast. I have to be honest, of all the people that I met on the campaign, Ben was my favorite. He was like a human golden retriever. A guy who would take a bullet for you and then apologize for getting blood on your shirt. Hi, JD. Hey, Ben. Thank you for uh, taking the time to answer my questions. Um, so tell me why you didn't leave the Donling campaign when it became clear that the wheels were coming off. I, I just believed Donlin was in a stressful situation, and so he he has he was making some difficult decisions. But ultimately, he was a good guy, and that he would make a good president. And and how about now? I think he is a terrible person, and if I saw him, I would punch him in the face. So you regret staying? I do. But I mean, I was given such a huge opportunity at the time. Not knowing what I learned later, how could I have turned that down? Ben is making a peanut butter sandwich in the break room when Hank Olson enters. Ben, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Mr. Olson, sir. How's Lindsay? She seemed a little upset earlier. Everything all right? Well, fine. You know, women. <laughs> well, look, campaigns can be tough on relationships. She sees that you're getting closer to the candidate, more responsibility. She starts to feel jealous. Well, I don't know. Maybe. It's going to get harder, Ben. Donalyn wants you to be his body man. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it means you're the man. I mean, you travel with the congressman, you hold sharpies, you grab gifts from the rope line, you, you get him out of crazy conversations with people. It's a big deal, Ben. I mean, if he wins, you go to the White House with him. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, can I think about it? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, you think about it. Take your time. Thanks. But, um... I just want to say I really appreciate the offer. So that you understand what comes later, we have to talk about Tax Father, D-Day Davis. He's one of the most successful campaign managers of the last century. In the 70s, he was a Democratic operative, having started in Ted Kennedy's insurgent campaign against Jimmy Carter. He then worked on Gary Hart's ill-fated campaign in 84. He got Ann Richards elected as Texas governor in 91. However, he had a falling out with the Clinton machine in the 90s, so he shifted to the Republican campaigns. He liked the change, telling a newspaper once that Republicans pay better and last longer. He ran Trent Lott's successful senatorial campaign in Alabama and Pete Wilson's re-election as governor of California in 94. He was sought after and admired, and his presence in a campaign was an indication that the candidate had money, resources, and momentum. His relationship with his son was strained, as they were often on opposite sides of a campaign, as it was in Wisconsin. And in 2011, he was working for the Santorum campaign in New Hampshire. Hey, Tack, two things. Governor Vickers just announced a press conference for this afternoon. Do we know what it's about? He is invading Vermont. No, we don't. Also, your father is here, and he needs help with his iPhone. What? Hey, son, how do I add a contact to my iPhone? I have no idea. I have a different phone. How come your hands are all filthy? I was building a fairy house with the girls in back. Out of mud. Oh shit, the girls are here? 
Heck, I'll say hi before I go. They would love that. You back together with Sarah then? No, I am not. She dropped them off. She's going up to Maine with Scott Morris. Ah, your friend from Boston. Former friend from Boston. I'm sorry, son. Well, see it as a good thing. Go out there and have some fun. Life is one big golf course, and there's a lot of holes to play. Thank you for that image, Dad. So why are you here? Well, this is all about third place. Look, you guys need to score in the top three in the primary, or you guys are finished. We'll be fine. We got enough money to get to Ohio. I'll be honest, Olsen and Donalyn are concerned. Yeah, of course they are, because they're paranoid. But even paranoid people are occasionally chased. I have no idea what you're talking about. Son, the governor isn't going to run for president. He scheduled a press conference this afternoon. He's not doing it just to give us a weather update. Yeah, well, let me tell you. I've known John for many years. Big personality. Yeah, true. Last summer, I visited him up at his house in Manchester. And this is just after Martha died. I told him he ought to think about getting into the primary. I thought he'd do well. Good story to tell. Smart. Doesn't hate science. He said he'd think about it, and he called me a week later and told me that his heart just wasn't into it. He said he was battling depression. Wow. Yeah, I've seen a lot of these big personalities like him. They're always on, but once they're away from the applause, the silence, just too much. Wow, I had no idea. He always seems like he's in a good mood. Well, they got him on antidepressants, and he seems to be doing better. But you know, a presidential race, if the medication got out... Game over. Yeah, you can drown a girl in a car and run for president, but you can't be on meds. Era! Uh, yeah. I think he's just enjoying the spotlight right now. He knows the moment he tells people he isn't gonna run, the cameras turn off. Why are you telling me this? Well, I figured you were worried. This should calm those fears. Grandpa! Hey, uh, hello there! Ella and Charlotte. Yeah, I knew that, of course. Oh, shoot. You know, I got to get back on the road. I'll tell you what, though. What if I invest in your ferry house? Look, here's 20 bucks for supplies. And, and this is $20 for Charlotte. For what? Overhead. I promise next time we'll have more time to play, okay? Thanks, Dad, for the info and the cash that you gave my seven and nine-year-old. No problem. Good seeing y'all. Bye. Bye. Girls, can Daddy borrow some money? No. Okay, Lindsay, I'd like to talk about the day that Governor Vickers made his announcement. Uh, you know, the press conference. Is, is that okay if we sort of talk about that? Yeah, of course. You know, um, obviously, I had other things on my mind. I, I was just feeling like I th this wasn't the campaign for me. But you, you didn't tell Ben the reason why? No, I didn't. Um, I don't know, just because it didn't feel right for me doesn't, doesn't mean that he shouldn't stay. Hey, Lins, do you need any help? No, I got it. Good. Good. Donalyn asked me to be his body man, to go on the road with him and help him with pens and, and photos and stuff. That's great for you, Ben. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it, it is. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, oh, I... I I wanted to see if you would stay with me on the campaign. I, I don't know. You, you're getting a lot of responsibility too. You, you got to go down to South Carolina. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll think about it. 
Lynn, you didn't even stick around for the vicar's press conference. Yeah, I was chicken shit. I should have told Ben the truth, but I just, I knew that it was going to hurt him. You didn't tell anyone. You just left. Mm, yeah, I, I did. I, I left a note on his desk, but wait, is that how you knew I was leaving? I, I did see you leave the note, but that wasn't how I knew. Do you remember what Allie asked you just as you were leaving? Lindsay. Yeah. We're going to the casino tonight. You want to come? No, I can't tonight. I got, I got a thing. But thanks. I know you, Lindsay. You've never turned down a visit to a casino. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. Is that why you chased me into the parking lot? Lindsay, 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 Lindsay. 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 I'm, I'm really sorry. No, it's nothing. I, I was just, um, what's up? I know it's awkward, but if you're not coming back to the campaign, I need your microphone. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, here you go. Thanks, Lindsay. Hey, good luck with, you know, whatever. Okay? Thanks, JD. And with that, Lindsay was gone from the campaign as well. In hindsight, it feels like she got one of the first lifeboats off the Lusitania. And at least Lindsay is willing to speak about her experience. There were some who worked on the Donnelly campaign who did everything they could to avoid talking to me. Consulting. Hi, it's JD again. Uh, I'm trying to reach Stephanie. She was a consultant on the Donlin campaign. Uh, this is my 10th call, so I'm I'm kind of hoping to talk to her. <laughs> I know she's slammed right now. I'll give her the message. I guess it's understandable that Stephanie doesn't want to talk about the Donlin campaign. I mean, it obviously turned out to be an unmitigated disaster. However, I think the scars for her go deeper than just professionally. The campaign staff, especially Cole, were not the most welcoming to an outside consultant. Hey Cole, thanks for hopping on the call with me. Awesome. I got your brain dump on the new branding for the campaign. Um, you know what, before I get feedback, why don't you just walk me through it? Okay, so, alright, so our, our old poster was Donalyn for America. Seems a bit broad. Totally. So what about Donalyn, unmatched opportunity for a broad-based electorate? I love the concepts that you're integrating. It just feels maybe, you know, a little chunky. Okay, okay, good note. How about, uh, dear leader, for prosperity and work? You're making fun of me. No. You are. You are. You're making fun of me that a campaign poster should have dear leader on it. It's catchy. Cool. I'm sorry you think I'm stupid, but I've won the last six campaigns I've been on. Do you remember what winning is? Yes. Maybe if you spent less time making childish posters and more time working on your speeches, you might not lose so much. It's fair to say that the campaign was in total disarray. However, there was one thing that could change all of that. Governor Vickers had called the big press conference for the end of the day, and the Donlin campaign was hopeful that they would finally know what the governor planned to do. If he announced that he wasn't running, then support from moderates would presumably come back to Congressman Donlin. But if he did decide to run it would be disastrous to the candidate. However, the thinking was at least they could stop guessing and move forward. This was all happening while they were still under attack for attending the Bishop fundraiser the night before, which, with each passing hour, was becoming an even larger issue. We have to pull out. Bishop wrote a check for a super PAC in Florida two years ago for $3 million. Yeah, but that guy lost. He lost because he broke a tax pledge, not because he took money from Bishop. We go to the dinner. We listen to him. We don't make any promises. And by the way... 
if Vickers does announce he's running, we got to start shifting more to the right anyway. Bishop will want something from us. Donnellan's a presidential candidate, not the United Way. All right, we need to cancel. Canceling now is going to create an enemy out of someone we might need in the next few days. Let's at least play nice. Okay. It's your call. I think this is a mistake, but let's frame it that we need to hear all voices in the party. Stephanie, you want to send something out? Most of the press is at Governor Vickers' press conference. I'll send out a press release. Tack, do you think he's going to announce? I don't think he would throw a press conference together so quickly if he was going to run. I think he's going to end it today. How can you be so sure he won't run? You can't run if you're on antidepressants. What? How do you know that? My dad spoke to him earlier this year about running. His heart wasn't in it after the death of his wife, and he also knew that if he got out that he was on medication, he would be DOA. Your dad told you this? When? This afternoon. Your dad is working you. He wants us to leave Vickers alone so that we look even worse than we do now. Let's see what the governor says at the presser, then we decide. We need Vickers on our side. He has a lot of support in this state. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I hope you're right, Tech. Okay. We'll wait, but if he doesn't say today that he's not running, we're dropping him tonight. Tech, Vickers, press conference is starting. We're not sure what the governor is going to announce, but speculation has been swirling recently that he may enter the Republican primary for president. Let's go to Manchester, where the governor is speaking to reporters. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you all. First, let me thank everyone for the encouragement you've given me over the past week. I want you to know I appreciate it. However, at this time, I'm only running to keep the job that I have now, Governor of New Hampshire. It's a job that I love. It's also a job that requires difficult decisions at times. Today is one of them. Justin Tripps was scheduled to be executed tomorrow night at 12.01 a.m. This would have been New Hampshire's first execution in 60 years. However, I've decided to commute his sentence to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now many in our state, including the victim's family, will be angered by my decision. But I believe that executing someone who was a teenager when he committed his crime is not justice. Well, Vickers' poll numbers rose three points after the announcement, which I don't think anyone expected. It's a very conservative state, but I think people saw this case as a bullied kid fighting back and agreed with the governor. Now, I was still convinced that he wasn't going to run for president, but I was beginning to realize that I had no idea what the governor would or wouldn't do. quick thank you to everyone who's listening and telling your friends about the show. As you can see, there are no real sponsors for the show, so there are some costs associated. So if you'd like more episodes, please go to Battleground Podcast at GoFundMe.com. Help support the show. We have some great incentives up there, including being able to be in the podcast or attending a taping. Also, please rate the show on iTunes and post about it. It's really the only way we have of uh, getting the word out. A lot of people help me make this podcast. So uh, I've been having my kids read all their names in 30 seconds. If they don't make it, then they don't get any ice cream. But before we do that, I just want to do my own personal shout out to Melanie Paxson, who came in and played the part of Stephanie, the consultant, who just killed it. Okay, here's my kids. What am I doing? The ones I'm not doing. That's helpful. You are going to do... This is them practicing. You're going to say Jay Hayden. Okay. Can you say Ben Samuels? Yeah, Ben say, Samuels. Um, do Deirdre Walsh. I'm giving him the easy ones. Catherine James. 
Catherine James. No, I can't do that. Cat. Fiona Duncan, Hagai, Shaham. I'm gonna do Elizabeth Triplett, <laughs> Lindsay Payne, Jack DeSena, Alex uh, Medlin, Ella, you're gonna do. Do you have Allison Becker, Quinn? No. Okay, I'll do Allison. I said that was too hard for me. Wow. Okay, Catherine James, Bill Larkin, uh, Cricket Daniel, uh, Alan something, Justin Afarka, um, Jerry Rainbow. No, be quiet, Quinn. Maureen, Cassie, Andrew, Han do you have Hannah, Nog, me, Damien, Nate Craig, Kristen Saunders, Robert Lynch, Lynch, right? Lynch Thomas Bonnet, and that's it.